haven't done anything. I'm 30 and I've done nothing. We did a sex addict. <laughs> but I have nothing to show for it. I'm just an inhibited stick in the mud. I, I, I haven't been handcuffed, videotaped, nothing. Well, don't feel bad. Those videotapes always make your ass look fat. <laughs> Oh Hell Yes, Girlfriends podcast, where we go through each and every episode of the series, starting from the very beginning. I am Nettie. And I am Etsy. And today, the episode is called Joan's Birthday Suit. Quite interesting. Uh, Not the best episode. It kind of started out strong, but, um, you know... It's an episode. It's an episode of Girlfriends. So what'd you think of this, Etsy? Yeah, after the last one, this one kind of fell short a little bit. But, you know, I get it. It, yeah. it, it, it did its thing. You know, it's, it's a great show. It's a highly rated show. You're not going to be perfect every time out. You know, you're going to have those episodes where it's kind of like, ah, cool. It happened, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what this episode was to me. Um, original air date was November 5th, 2001. Writer uh, Marsha Gray Rubin and David Silverman. So this is Joan's birthday, mm-hmm. right? November 5th. So they say in the episode. But in the very first episode of the series, it was her birthday. It was before Halloween. Now her birthday's after Halloween. So mm-hmm. psh, I don't know what they trying to what, what sign they're trying to make her. But apparently in this episode, <laughs> she is a Scorpio. Is that what she is? Do you know mm-hmm. about that shit? So mm-hmm. I don't know what they say about Scorpios, but... That's what she it, is. It doesn't match with Joan at all. So it doesn't. No, not at all. What do you think her sign should be? Maybe an air sign. Maybe like a like a Capricorn or something. I don't know shit about signs. I just know Gemini's. You gotta sit the fuck away from them. <laughs> Gemini's. Are you a Gemini? You're a Gemini, right? No, I'm an Aries. Oh, that's right. You're March. Mm-hmm. You're March. You're March. Okay. Um. I'm a Libra. Libra gang. I'm Libra, Libra Scorpio on the cusp. But I like to claim Libra because when I say Scorpio, people seem to scatter. So I just. uh <laughs> Yeah, they crazy. I mean, Joan is kind of crazy, too. But like Scorpios are crazy. Not how? Either. Like what aspect? And they, they kind of out there. Nah, that ain't me, though. Bit. Man, I'm everybody's friend. Everybody loves me. <laughs> I'm great. But uh <laughs> Anyway, let's get into this episode. Just to let you guys know, if you don't know already, I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you didn't know. All these episodes are on Netflix. If you have Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, you can probably figure out where to find them. But Or just go steal somebody's password or borrow someone's password. But you can find I mean, the episode. prices that Netflix is, is charging for their subscriptions. You need I, to be borrowing somebody's password. You know what? If you don't want to get that password... I saw some episodes on BET Her. Mm-mm. If you guys have that, just like DVR Girlfriends, all the episodes will pop up eventually. But um, <laughs> Etsy, go ahead and give me that cold open. What's going on? What's the scene? What are we setting here? So William comes into Joan's office because it's her birthday. He's like, happy birthday, Joan. She's like, oh, my God. Thank you, William. 
And then he asks her what age she is. Is she 28? Is she 27? Is she 26 this year? And then she goes, no, I'm 30 and I'm claiming it. So they get over that hump. And then William goes, oh, what do you think about me asking Yvonne for a prenup? And Joan is like, well, the lawyer in me is like, sure. But the woman in me is like, um, are you dumb? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So he goes, oh, I just want to protect my assets and blah, blah, blah. And Joan says something like, she don't want your, your, your $5 comic book collection. She said something. He she said, don't nobody want your funky green hornet comic books. <laughs> right. Like, Yvonne don't give a fuck. Anyway, and then it's like, okay, so then he goes, okay, so then she goes, okay, so what do you what is she gonna get out of it? And then he goes, Oh, if we divorce, she'll have five minutes to get whatever she can and skedaddle. On some supermarket sweep shit, like <laughs> this dude's evil. He is just despicable. And it's also like, if you think about the fact that, nigga, you made her quit her job to yes. get married. Now you're, you have the audacity to get up. Pre- this is why I say niggas ain't shit. Because this motherfucker is worried about somebody take, taking his money. Nigga, you made her let go of her you, sole income. Yeah, you basically took her money. Already. So why not, if it don't work out, since she held up her end of the bargain and decided to quit her job for you, why not pay her back for that if you guys divorce? Like, she's going to come to the marriage with nothing and leave with nothing? And really, even if they don't get a prenup, she still loses because it's not like you're going to pay her back for all the the earnings she would have had from the job. So... What the fuck? Do you want her to just be broke and rely on you and for her to be some type of slave or some shit? Like, what the fuck, nigga? That's what it sounds like. Y'all don't even got kids yet. It ain't even like she's staying home to take care of the kids. She's just straight up not working. That's what To I'm do saying. what? Clean your socks? Like, yeah. evil. I never realized how evil William was until we started analyzing this show. <laughs> but that's what we're doing. This is what's happening. Um, so after the cold open, we get the opening scene with the girls at Joan's house giving her her cake. And wishing her happy birthday, and it makes me miss parties. hmm Well, I guess you can. Some people out here still doing their thing, you know? Some people don't care. Child, the girls don't give a fuck. Some people. <laughs> um, but Joan looks at the cake, and she's like, oh, is this what 30 candles look like? And Lynn says, oh, uh, no shit. Like, I put 27, because I wasn't sure if you was going to own 30 so that's what happened there. And Tony says, you know, I light a candle every night for Jesus. So it looks like she's sticking to the whole Christ thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Good for her. Mm. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, um, I was about to say, we see how long that <laughs> shit lasts. Yeah. Maya <laughs> responds to Tony and says, uh, no, you light a candle every night because they turned your electricity off. Mm. So she's still broke. Damn, she broke, broke. Well, I mean, if she gave her life to Christ, shouldn't Christ give us something? I don't know. Don't you pray to the Lord and he gives you... I don't know. She, does, she, does she get the money to the people where they do the plate pass around? Oh, the, the tithes. Um, I can't even say. But if you give the money, you're supposed to give it back. She broke. So I don't know how that works. Uh, but you know what's funny about this scene? Looking at it through a 2021 lens. Mm-hmm. 
and seeing people blow out cake candles mm. and then people eating the cake afterwards with little spit droplets on it. We always mm. used to do it. We all, we've always Raw done it. Raw dog in the droplets. Oh. Yep, all the droplets on the cake along with the frosting and the... <laughs> Everybody gets a piece of the Corona cake. No, you know mm-hmm. what? Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. Would you still do that post-Corona at birthday parties? Nah. You know what somebody needs to make? They need to make a professional candle blower like a thing that blows out the candles that you kind of hold in your hand and you kind of just wave it over the cake Uh, yeah i mean i guess you could just use a fan but (laughs) it it, it don't work the same something that yeah you need something strong i don't don't, you gotta get a strong fan that won't blow off but it won't blow off the frosting or nothing like that it'll just blow off the candles it takes Mm -hmm. all the fun out of the blowing the candles out like we used to do that's a tradition and pucker your lips and then use the I machine. saw someone on Twitter talking about you got to get two cakes now. One that you blow out and then the other one that's clean. <laughs> well, it's like, the first one's got to be a fake one. The one that you blow up. Yeah. Like made out of cardboard. Something like that, yeah. Because you, you want that, you know, close your eyes, make a wish thing, that tradition. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get rid of that, but uh, the droplets, it's the droplets. I don't know. Mm-mm. Um... But Joan says she's at peace with being 30. She's cleansed herself of her 20s. And she's looking forward to opening gifts and having some fun time with her girls. Of course, Maya jokes uh, with her about not having a man, which is like, bro, chill. Chill with that. She, mm. just, she just got out of a relationship. Let's, she's always had a dude, too. She's always had one. That and Maya, we didn't forget about your nigga kissing bitches in the um in the airport. Yeah, like let her be single so she don't gotta worry about man problems like you do. Let's do that. Oh, him trying to fuck after you had surgery. Yeah, all yeah. that, all that, shorty, all that. So they sit around and they're playing a game called I Never. This is suggested by Lynn. Okay, we know the game is Never Have I Ever. Have you ever played this game? Yeah. It's a very popular game at parties. Now, mm-hmm. um, they play it wrong in the show, of course. Um, but here are the rules of the game. This is how they explain it. You, It's your turn. You say something you've never done. If someone at the table has done it, they have to drink. Mm-hmm. Here in the show, they say things they have done, but they say I never, which is really confusing. Um, for instance... Lynn starts it off by saying, I never pass for white. And then she drinks. So she has passed for white, but she says she never did. So that's not how you play. But whatever. We're just going to suspend disbelief on this episode and just continue (laughs) on. But you guys know. You listeners know how to play it. Maybe pass for Puerto Rican. But for white? You don't think she could have passed for white? If she pulls her hair back straight? No. (laughs) The next one is, I never, this is from Maya, I never shoplifted. And Tony drinks. And she says, forgive me, Lord. She's only drinking water, Mm. by the way. She's not drinking alcohol like the rest of the girls. But apparently, all of them have stolen in some manner. So Lynn stole from her work. And we find out that the restaurant is called Ame. Because Tony calls her out and says she's been stealing from work. She's been stealing bowls or something from there. Mm. So um, she drinks. So she works at Ame. That's the name of the restaurant. And so for some reason, it's Lynn's turn again. 
I don't know what order they're going in. And she says, never, she says, I never had sex with a man whose name I didn't know. But she did, obviously. So she drinks. Mm-hmm. And then it's Joan's turn because she, it's her birthday. She hasn't even had a turn. Hers is. Okay, it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. I never mm-hmm. bungee jumped. Ah! <laughs> what? I haven't. Joan. Nobody has. Okay, we're black women. Except for mm. Lynn on occasion. So have you have you bungee jumped? No, I have not. Have you skydived? Um, I did the fake skydiving. I plan on real skydiving though. So you've done indoor skydiving? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've done that. Did you like it? Uh I have a weak stomach. <laughs> they did their thing you know it wasn't the facility it's not their fault it's me i'm the one with the weak stomach oh, like that, that made it that made it ugh. it wasn't great but it wasn't bad let's say that mm. so I, i'm not gonna be doing any kind of bungee jumping or skydiving that's not me that ain't me i have nightmares about falling and, and flying and things like that and i feel the stomach thing i don't ride roller coasters not, mm. none of that um but after that scene we cut away to william and yvonne and what happens in this first scene um william is like hey yvonne i think we should get a prenup and she goes yeah sure pass me whatever the fuck on your plate and then william is like that's it and she's like yeah that's literally the scene anyway let's go back to the girls um (laughs) (laughs) so we find out that tony has killed someone Mm. You remember who she killed? Who did she kill? She killed her grandma. She killed her grandma. Oh yeah, by mistake, right? Because <laughs> she tripped off of the um off of the plug, and then she had to plug it back in. She said, "I brought her back. Actually, I brought her ba- brought her back to life." So there you go. That's crazy. That's crazy. Why they got a plug that so easily takes out a life like that? That's what I'm saying. Don't those life support machine plugs be real like? You got to make them like, it has to be like a double thing. Like you can't just have duty. one plug. Yeah, you can't just have one plug that just ends it all. It has to be a series of numbers, a code, or some shit. That shit crazy. Uh, but Maya starts to um, do the same thing that Lynn's doing. She talks about things she's never done, but she actually did do. And she says, I never had sex on my boss's desk. Oh my Ooh. god! I thought she would never tell that. I thought that she would Ooh. never ever. And it's Jones' desk, but Jones like, what the fuck? And Maya says, "Girl, you're not. Not everything's about you. I had other jobs." Mm-hmm. And she's okay. like, "Plausible, but actually, it was you." <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. Um, they all start laughing and giggling. They're kind of like. They're buzzed, so they're willing to share a lot more. So I guess that's why Maya was like, yo, I had sex on your desk. Mm. So they're kind of lit right now. So, but when uh, she said that, Lynn didn't drink, even though Lynn's been drinking at all of them because she's done it all. And the reason Mm -hmm. she didn't is because she said she's never had a boss (laughs) because she's never had a job. And uh, when you got a job now, and then Lynn drinks anyway. I don't know why. It's a confusing scene. I don't know. So, Tony says something really long that she has, in fact, done. And it's, it's quite a doozy, so here it is. I never mm-hmm. had sex in an airport. Oh. In the men's room. With an athlete. Ah! 
Y with the initials CS. Woohoo! <laughs> hmm. What well, athlete was hot back then? Whose initials are CS? I couldn't even think about it. Listeners, do your thing. Twitter, do yeah. your thing. Write us some uh, at us and write some like cool ones that it could be because I'm not looking it up and I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, I ain't even into sports chair. Lynn says, well, mine's CW, close enough. So they all erupt in laughter. Joan's really upset. Stop having all the fun at my birthday party, okay? I should be drunk. Because she's like, bitch, I haven't done any of this shit. I don't know mm. if you want to do that airport thing. That's yeah, kind of nasty. Yeah, germs and yeah, shit. Yeah, that's gross. And she thinks she's not weird or she's not cool because she hasn't had sex on her boss's desk or had sex with a man she didn't know and all that junk. And Maya says, well, then say something you can drink to. Mm. She's like, I haven't done anything. I'm 30 and I haven't done anything. Mm. That's not true. I mean, she was fucking a sex addict. That would have been a good one. That's I never had sex with a sex addict. That's a Mm. good one, Joan. What do you mean you haven't done anything? I mean, if you're playing by these dumb rules, you could say a lot of shit. Never have I ever owned a house outright. Mm. Never have I ever been junior partner at a prestigious law firm. Never have mm-hmm. I ever been an p- attorney. Never have I ever paid for Lynn to live in my house. For years. <laughs> Never have I ever got Maya into that legal class so she could advance her career. Okay. Never have I ever walked up to the altar and held hands with my best friend while she gave her life to Christ. Mm. Amen. So she's done a lot. Mm. They're acting like she ain't done nothing. They're kind of putting her down a little bit. And I think, um, I think they mean more more so sexually. Shoplifting? Maya said never ever shoplifted. Mm-hmm. That's not sexual. Mm. And just because you haven't done a lot of shit sexually doesn't mean you haven't done anything in life, Joan. Like, what standards are you living by? She's weird. And then Lynn's like, oh, well, you dated a sex addict. And Joan says, but I have nothing to show for it. Mm. What? Is he supposed to be your, like, ticket crazy sexual experiences? Like, your fairy godfather of sex? Just, like, a ticket to your crazy sex experiences? Because he wasn't really on the right foot. He was trying to stop his urges. And also, you need to be thankful that you don't have anything to show for it. Because that would have been a disaster. Stop. Very much so. That could have gone awry. It really could have. So I'm just saying, don't don't act like you haven't done anything, Joan. You've done a lot of cool stuff. You've done a lot, you've done a lot of good shit for your friends, too. So, mm-hmm. but um, Joan says this line. She says, I haven't been handcuffed. I haven't been videotaped. Nothing. She's talking about that S&M videotaping yourself while you fucking that Paris Hilton Kim Kardashian shit. <laughs> Paris Hilton, yeah, Kim Kardashian, Pamela, Tommy Lee. Yeah, that shit, girl. (laughs) But Lynn ends the scene by grabbing the bottle in a glass and says, I never, and she pauses to think, and she's like, oh, hell, I've done it all. So she drinks. Highly (laughs) doubt she's done it all. I'm pretty sure I can think of something she hasn't done. That Lynn has not done. Oh, come on. There has to be something. So next, after that, they go to the beach. And it's really cool because we actually see the beach. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, new scenery. It's a real beach. It's a budget. It ain't a background with some sand child. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. And you actually hear the waves crashing, but you see them crashing. They're mm-hmm. dressed in like beach wear and everything. It's really awesome. And Jonah's leading them to somewhere and they don't know. They don't know where they're going. 
And Joan's saying this big speech about how boring, predictable Joan is going away. Hello to adventurous Joan. She even made a list of things she wants to accomplish before she's 40. All the risky things I want to do before I'm 40. Scuba dive the barrier reef. Yep. Trek through Nepal. Uh Uh-huh. Change nail polish color. <laughs> I have been wearing the same color for seven years, but no more. Uh-uh. I'm sporting Caltrans orange now, baby. <laughs> but where are they going, Etsy? Where are they going? They're going to a nude beach to show yeah, their goodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to a nude beach? <laughs> yes. I wasn't nude though. Yeah. Would, if I'm at a nude beach, I want to be nude, but I'm not going to go to one because... I, I was... Um, nah, here's the thing. Here, here, here's the okay. We was in high school, so... Damn. <laughs> Underage? Never have I ever. <laughs> <laughs> nah, here's the thing. We didn't know. There's two sides oh. to the beach. There's a nude beach and there's a regular beach. So we keep walking and we keep walking and we're like, nah, let's keep walking. The, the, the sand look more um, more clear on that side. But yeah, and we walk, we walk, we walk, and I'm like, bitch, are these niggas naked? <laughs> <laughs> nah, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Yo, was it like a bunch of like white people, yes. older white people? Why won't you, yes. okay, nude beach in your head sounds cool, but it's never like. It's never hot people. Yeah, it's never like real gorgeous it's always older yeah. always some old white motherfuckers <laughs> that are retired with they pot bellies some dad bods like what is why is that <laughs> they're the ones that feel the most comfortable to just rip it all off but there's no beach that you can go to where it's like bad bitches only like where's where's that beach <laughs> that's, what, that's, yeah. what, that's what we need like all, even in this episode, you see when they show around all the people, you see older white people. The mm-hmm. only black person you see is Joan's dad. I, I, I scoped it. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. But interestingly enough, all the girls are like, oh, my God, no, a new beach. What the fuck? And Joan's like, yo, let's do this. And she starts it off. She takes off her her top. And then after that, the girls, the rest of the girls join in except for Tony, because, you know, she bought the Lord, and that's that's not what they're about. And uh, she bought the Lord on, on a keychain. Yes, little Jesus. She keeps. So we meet little Jesus. He's gonna make an appearance. That's he with a capital H. She keeps him on a keychain so she can feel closer to him, and she can feel comforted, and for advice too. I guess he answers advice for her. So it's cute. You know, she's following through with this whole giving her life to Christ thing. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. So all the girls are topless and they're hanging out on the beach. And Joan realizes it's not that cool to be topless on a beach, on a nude beach. It's just normal. After a while, the novelty wears off, you know. Mm-hmm. And Tony accidentally drops little Jesus in the in the sand, I guess. She can't find him. And Maya says, well, maybe little Jesus just needed a break from little Tony. <laughs> Good one. Good one. So Joan gets kind of tired of being naked. So she gets up to put her clothes on. And when she stands up, some guy comes over and asks if they want to play volleyball. And guess who it is, y'all? It's Joan's daddy. And he's, of course, yeah. nude, too. He is naked. Completely naked. Naked, naked, eggs and bakey. Mm-mm, not eyes. Just weird. Uh, and Joan's like, daddy? And he's like, baby girl? 
the nicknames on the beach while they're naked is just nah nah let's let's put our clothes on we could talk about some damn nicknames daddy and baby girl nah please i mean daddy is like an actual name that's what you call your dad <laughs> yeah but it's right. weird it's put some clothes on <laughs> um maya's like daddy like your real daddy so she gets all nervous she put she runs off because she's totally uncomfortable i guess i'm assuming she never met uh joan's dad but lynn's like oh mr clayton i haven't seen you since college and she's all like normal with it she walks reaches over to shake his hand and Mm -hmm. he's like small world huh and lynn's like actually it's a quite a large world (laughs) (laughs) she kind of looks down at his parts (laughs) Lynn's silly. Lynn, this is the worst time for Lynn to be Lynning right now. It's just, <laughs> it's crazy. So Joan tells her to put some clothes on. Joan thought her dad was in D.C. on the complete opposite coast of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I'm a nudist just like you. She's like, nah, 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 don't get it twisted. Mm-mm. So she can't deal with her dad looking like this while he's talking to her. So she's like, I'm going to call you another time. Well, I'll call you later. And she runs off. He runs off, too. But Lynn does say, on the way home, we can stop and get you a double. Because now you can say you've never been to a nude beach. And I never seen my daddy naked. Mm-hmm. Is, we'll rock with that. We'll rock, rock, rock. <laughs> Next, we see what Yvonne and William are doing. Uh, what are they doing? They are outside. They finna go into the restaurant. But Yvonne brought her her whole prenup. That's what's up, Yvonne. See? That's that's your winning moment, Yvonne, of this whole series. Gang, gang. That's what I'm talking about. You flipped that shit on him. Mm-hmm. He was trying to lock you up. He was trying mm-hmm. to lock you up in a prenup on his terms. But you decided, nah, bitch, I quit the force. I lost my pension. I would have probably got a promotion. Sergeant. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant, all that shit. Kickbacks from from drug dealers. I I probably would have owned a Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks or Krispy Kreme, whatever. Like you took that all from her, so she has the right to come up with a prenup. Actually, it's probably more important for her to do that than William. Mm-hmm. But now he bitching because he like, oh shit, oh I'm offended now because you came up with a prenup. Oh. Oh, but before, when you had the upper hand, everything was cool. Now he's like, nah, I'm sitting here trying to plan our wedding while you planning a divorce. Nigga, that's what you were trying to do. Shut up. Yeah, that's exactly what, um, isn't that what Joan said to him? Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to use her line to go against uh, Yvonne. Uh-uh. The audacity. <laughs> so, he's like, how are you going to marry me if you don't trust me, Yvonne? Whoa, what? So, so you're going to flip this all on her. This is a conservative man. This is a conservative Republican man mindset. He can do whatever he wants. But when a woman does the same thing, oh, it's a problem now. Even then, it's like, like you said, like, it's more important for her to have this than he does because you still have your job, bitch. Yeah. You still have the ability to make money. You still have the current job. Who knows? Like you said in the previous episode, if she gets her job back, Will she be in the same position, the same trajectory that she was on before she quit? Mm-hmm. She may not. You will be because you still have your your same connects. You still have your same level of, what is it, promotion or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what is the problem, William? She's mm-hmm. not being untrustworthy. Like, 
And then he says, Let's say you get really big and grow facial hair and I'm forced to leave you. What? Oh, Nigga, you ain't exactly means. Denzel your damn self. Stop that. I know, right? <laughs> William? You ain't exactly Shamal Moore, my nigga. Like, right? the fuck? You ain't no, you ain't Champagne Poppy up in the shit. You ain't. <laughs> the fuck? You're forced to leave her. What if she's forced to leave you? Because you get ugly. Which is usually the case. Yeah, usually the woman keeps herself up and looks great. The men are the ones that age and get gray and gain weight. That's usually how <laughs> I see it. Because there's no pressure on them to look any type of way. Mm. So they yeah, take they that to their advantage. They don't have to get the the Botox, the the hair coloring. They just leave the shit gray. They're totally get cool the with that. Get the dot bod and the pot bellies. At least the woman has an excuse to got the stomach. She had the kids. Why the fuck you got a stomach, nigga? <laughs> Where your stomach coming from? <laughs> sympathy weight, right? That's the what fuck? they always say. I've been sympathy eating with her. Well, then y'all can work it off together. How about that? She ain't got to be the only one in the damn gym. Anyway... He just want to make sure his comic book collection's intact. Anyway, I'm done with this couple. Let's move back over, over to the girls. Mm-hmm. Lynn, or jo- Lynn and Joan are at Joan's house, and Joan's quite upset and frustrated about earlier in the day when she talked to her dad. She's about to have dinner with him. She's not looking forward to it. And it's not about the nudity. It's the fact that he came to L.A. and didn't tell her he was in town. And she only sees him, like, once a year, maybe. Hmm. And um, she's like, you know, he could have called. And Len says, oh, sweetie, where would he have put his cell phone? (laughs) Okay. All right, Len. I see you. I see what you're doing. I see what you're putting down. (laughs) Um, She's not taking the situation seriously. So Joan tells her to politely leave. And she heads out and says, you should really go to that dinner. And thank you for letting me wash my clothes and eat here and make all my long distance phone calls. Well, damn. Joan is just too nice. She's too nice. I need a friend like her, though, so I can just, you know, have that on the back burner to fall back on if I need something. Right. Because you ain't never going to go broke with a friend like Joan. You ain't never going to go homeless. Oh, it's going to be all right. Um, So Lynn leaves, and as she walks out the door, Joan's dad walks in. I don't know his name. I think his name is William. William Clayton. I've seen him in other stuff. I just don't remember. I should probably look up this actor just to be thorough. Give me a sec. Her dad, his name is, in fact, William Clayton. He's played by Michael Warren. He's been in things like Soul Food, the TV series, City of Angels, In the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a character actor. He's been on uh, Living Single, A Different World, 227, you know, old stuff. Hill Street Blues, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he comes in. And uh, he's like, hey, you ready for dinner, baby girl? And she's like, don't call me baby girl. If I was truly your baby girl, <laughs> you would have called me. Now, Joan mm. schooling her dad is like, like, I get it. He should have, like on a normal day, I'd be like, oh, you don't got to call. It's fine. But it's her birthday weekend. He should have called her. I don't even know why this was an argument. I just thought this looked so dumb to me. Like, it's her birthday weekend. You live on the other side of the country. You're in her city and you didn't even call her. That's not even, and they try to play it off as, oh, you know, I live by my rules. What the fuck does that have to do with, like, what type of stupid ass shit? That's real cold. Yeah. Um, 
after a while, it was like, okay, we got it. Like, it kind of went on a little long, this argument. But yes, I do believe that I'd be kind of mad if I only saw my dad once a year. He lives on the other side of the world and it's my birthday weekend and you decided, eh, I ain't gonna tell her nothing. I'm not gonna come by, knock on the door, say hello, nothing. I'm gonna just be on the beach, butt naked, <laughs> trying to play volleyball. <laughs> That's all I gotta yeah. do. He's like, I don't gotta do nothing else. I was already your father. I brought you up, right? I raised you. I got you through college. I got you through law school. What law else school. I gotta do? Oh, you don't wanna be her dad anymore? And the bar is in hell. Mr. Clayton? You don't want to be her dad anymore. That's what I heard. So um, it goes on a little long, but in the end, they get over it. Joan's like, fax me your itinerary, blah, blah, blah. Next time you're coming, he's like, I really don't need to do that. Um, but I do love you. We find out that he was an ex-Black Panther. Interesting. He is an ex-Black Panther. That's a cool fact for Joan's dad. I don't um, know why, they could, why would they put that in there, though? Does it? Do we get any reference to that? I don't think we get a payoff later. I can't, I don't remember mm. any other payoff of, of that information in the series, but you know, I'm so this, this episode and this scene wasn't really popping my chair. It really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I guess they're just trying to show the dynamic between Joan's dad and, and her and how, mm-hmm. you know, we finally met her parents. So we get to a parent of hers. So we get to find out why she is the way she is, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. so. Um, and then ahead. she was like, um, yeah, you guys should have stayed together. If not, then I'd be married. She kind of alluded to that and it was like, uh, I don't know about that girl. Well, she was saying that all I need to do is your dad was, was do all that other stuff and then chase down those knucklehead boys, you know, that were like gentlemen callers to, uh, to Joan. And she's mm-hmm. like, I wish you wouldn't have chased them away. I would have been married by now. Mm-hmm. Eh, who knows? Can't say for sure. Can't say here or there. <laughs> I wasn't really feeling the scene. It, it seemed like a one and done type of thing that went on too long. Just go to dinner and shut up, guys. <laughs> so they went to dinner and um, Joan says it went well. And she's, you know, trying to accept her dad for who he is. The fact that he's attached and he's ready to live his life and not be her dad anymore. <laughs> mm. It's what makes him happy. So, you know, she's trying to loosen up that chain. Mamaya says something that sounds really cool but doesn't really make sense. She says, um, You can accept your father for who he is, but you can't accept yourself for who you are. Huh? Joan, you don't have to go around pinning your nails, Caltrans orange, baby. They're going to nude beaches because that's just not who you are. And if you weren't who you are, these two thieving drunks couldn't be who they are. And I'm like, well, y'all were kind of treating her like she ain't done shit in life. Like, y'all were kind of treating her, like, pushing her in that direction exactly. to make her want to change. You, you, She even made fun of the fact that she had no man. Maya was the one that said that. And it's like, none of them really have one except Lynn, but her nigga ain't shit. So it's like, is really having a man anything to toot about? Well, Tony don't got one either, so... I, she could have made fun of Tony too. That kind of was right. like, "Hey, I don't got no man. What you trying to say about bitches? I don't got no man." Exactly. You don't make fun of Joan. So I'm just saying. Now Maya's flipped the script and be like, "You don't got to change for anyone." Nah, after school special type shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> be yourself. We love you either way. Mm-hmm. Um, Maya says, "I'm glad I can be me." With you and Tony says, "Yeah, you're just happy that she signs your timesheets on Fridays." And okay. um, Lynn calls Maya an ass kisser. 
and says, No, ass-kissing Maya's right, Joan. <laughs> Love you just like you are. Oh, and you're the one that's always there for us. The one that keeps us all together. It's true. It's mm -hmm. very true. Because without Joan, Lynn would have been on the streets homeless. Who knows what would have happened to her? And of mm -hmm. course, every single thing happens at her house. Her mm -hmm. house is the hangout spot. So... Uh, Tony says that Joan is a great best friend as well, but she could be a better Christian. I'm like, what? She's not going to go into it right now. She's not going to nitpick right now. And then they do a group hug, and I miss hugs. <laughs> Cute. And that's the end. <laughs> and in the final scene, Tony's looking for little Jesus. She can't find him. I feel like if you lost him at the beach... He's not in the laundry room at Joan's place. Right, it's a wrap for that. Just go buy another one at the gas station. Or is that not holy enough to get it at the gas station? Well, where she got it from the first time? Oh, no. Why did they sell them little, them little keychain Jesuses? Do they sell it at Forever 21? Forever 21? <laughs> in the checkout part. What about Spencer's gifts? Mm. They still got Spencer's? Is that still a store? Yeah, nah, it's still a store. It'd be in the malls and shit. Okay, yeah, Spencer's. <laughs> right next to the cock rings. <laughs> so Joan tells her, don't worry about finding little Jesus, just hold on to your faith. But Tony is finding it hard to do. Do you realize how hard it is to go from sinner to save without the Christian accessories? So she's really sticking to her Christianity thing. It wasn't just a one-off episode where she gave her life to Christ. She's really following through. This is great. Good mm -hmm. for her. And that's the end. That's the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. It was all right. Yeah, I just, the stuff with her dad just went on too long. Yeah. He's just like, okay. And I'm like, okay, motherfucker. You don't think it's appropriate to call your daughter on her birthday when you're in town? Like, okay. Well, fuck you then, bitch. Yeah, it's weird. So what is your oh hell yes moment of the episode. My oh hell yes moment is when my nigga Yvonne came through with the motherfucking prenup written, signed, sealed, and delivered and flipped it on William's bitch ass. Bow! Yeah, that's mine too because like, it was like, a, it was like a girl power moment. Like, how you gonna try to okie doke me? Nah, bitch, I'm okie doking you. Like a true okie doke. He tried to work her. Yeah, he's like, oh, what do you think of a prenup? Thinking, because he's thinking, okay, I got the upper hand. I'm going to give her a prenup. And she was like, no, I'm cool with it. The reason she was cool with it is because she had one ready to give him. Baka. That's right. Yvonne has the upper hand. So that's that. All right. So here are a couple tweets I thought were interesting about today's episode. So LXXVLV. They say, I'm on season two, episode eight of Girlfriends, and um, why is the only birthday that gets celebrated Jones? Because huh. she's the main character, girl. You know why. Uh, stop playing. Everybody got birthdays, though. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see other people's birthday. We had a whole year so far of this, ep of this series. We ain't cared about nobody else's birthdays. Not even Jesus Christ. We ain't seen no Christmas episode. I mean, it's something where... Throughout the show, she's not the only birthday they celebrate, though, right? 
Oh, I'm sure there's somebody else's birthday the entire series, some other time. I just can't remember it. I can't remember it, but there, it would be crazy if there's never another person's birthday the entire series. That would just be weird. <laughs> but yeah, if she's a main know. character, why not? Um, lastly, Kim Campbella says, I hated Vosco's character on Girlfriends. Not only was his accent an abomination and a lie, but he was so damn lazy, which Jamaicans are literally not. A Jamaican Seriously? will work 10 jobs if he or she has to. Zero out of ten character. LMAO. Seriously, I completely agree. Why like, did they even write if they want to like be that? stereotypical, that's not even a stereotypical thing to do. Them Jamaicans, they be working. That's crazy that they wrote him that way. To Very. be lazy. Maybe they just wanted to make like a contra- like him different from the norm. Mm-hmm. Instead of being a stereotype, they were like, Well, let's make this one lazy. Just so he goes against the grain. So mm-hmm. we can be- build a story around it. Which is like I see what you're doing, but you're also offending people. Making <laughs> him that way. So, okay, cool, Bosco, whatever. But yeah, that's pretty pretty messed up. Bosco, get a job, please. Let I our, feel bad. Let our good sis Lynn like actually spend the money that she's making for once. Oh, two hours a shift. But uh, next week, next week, the episode is called Maya Takes a Stan. Ooh. takes a stand more drama this time Maya is the center of it which is I know I know this episode it's gonna start an arc that's actually pretty interesting um so I can't wait to talk about that one uh rate review subscribe you know the drill guys you know how to contact us too at hell yes girl on twitter that's right at hell yes girl if you're on a podcasting platform that doesn't allow you to rate and subscribe or anything like that or give a review just head on over to apple podcasts i don't know take somebody's password get a friend to just give us five stars on their phone that works too Mm-hmm. Or tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend cubed. Do that. Just tell tell a friend to tell a friend. Or just send out a tweet about us. Whatever. We just want to build a community of girlfriends fans. Girlfriends. And so uh, <laughs> if you can, do that. And until next week, I am Nettie. And I'm Etsy. And we will see you when we talk about Maya Takes a Stay. Bye. Bye.